Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Dallas, Texas. Julie, it was the last episode that, what is it, the mid-season finale, the TV people are calling it now in Madam Secretary. It was exciting. So we should call, we should call it that, too. Okay. Leanne. It's mid-season finale, okay? Yeah, which is we're good. TV people, Leanne. We're TV people. Yes, we are now. We are now. That's right, Julie. We do these recaps on a regular basis, and we have quite a little following. So we're very, very grateful to everyone who's been listening to the Madam Secretary recaps all season long. Listen, we are the two of the five Satellite Sisters. We wanted to tell you about some of the other things going on in our Satellite Sisters media empire um, and this holiday season. If you're new to Satellite Sisters and you've just joined us because of the TV recap, we've been doing shows for 15 years. And over the holidays, we're going to be um, replaying some of our favorite interviews with some of our favorite women to celebrate the new year coming in. Also, we're going to be replaying some of our top shows of 2016. And so now would be the time to subscribe to the Satellite Sisters podcast so you have all those. You get the TV recaps. Satellite Sisters is at iTunes. It's at Stitcher. Whatever podcast app you use, we are there. So now would be a great time to subscribe. Uh, Our sister Liz, who doesn't do the recaps, but she's very busy behind the scenes. Julie, we have Julia Louis-Dreyfus coming up, our interview with her. That was a great one, Leanne. Funny, funny, funny. Our interview with Peggy Fleming. Remember when you talked to your hero, Peggy Fleming? I know. I still, I just love Peggy Fleming. And that was really an honor and a privilege. And she is as classy on our podcast as she is on the ice. Wouldn't you say, Liam? Absolutely, Julie. Yes. Uh, We did a great interview with Tina Brown a couple of years ago when she had her Princess Diana book come out. Now, if you have watched The Crown, which is wonderful on Netflix. Which we have. Because we're. Yes. TV people. And that's what TV people do. Yeah. So listen back to this interview with Tina Brown now, Julie. You're going to enjoy it even more because she did an exhaustive, you know, study into that whole family, the Windsors. And Tina Brown, you know, went on to become the editor of Vanity Fair and everything. She she is just fantastic on the royal family. So we're going to replay that um, that episode of Satellite Sisters. And then New Year's Day, what better way to kick off 2017 then going way back, our interview with Nora Ephron, the late, great Nora Ephron. We did this, you know, just about a year before she died. Uh, it's a wonderful bit of Nora Ephron. So if you don't want to miss any of those interviews and the other top shows of 2016 that we're going to be reposting, please subscribe to Satellite Sisters at iTunes. And if you're there and so inclined, leave a review because um, that helps other people find us. That's how iTunes knows that um, you exist. <laughs> <laughs> The algorithm knows if other people leave reviews. So that's a little plug for Satellite Sisters before we get into this week's episode of Madam Secretary. Julie, once again, I have failed to write down the title of the episode. Did you? The Race. It's called okay. The Race, Leanne. I did that for you, Leanne. Because I'm a TV person and I can do it. Every week we have the same conversation. 
What's the name of this episode? Let's look it up. All right. So it's time to get out your high school history books, kids, because Brinksmanship is back. Oh, yeah. This episode was very ambitious. So ambitious, we're not even really going to break it down by plot because it's just, (laughs) they. It was impossible to diagram all, you know, all the switcheroos that were going on during this episode, Liam. There were a lot of components. We had the presidential election surprisingly wrapped up. They were supposed to wait till January. Oh, but no, they didn't because of some obscure law. Uh, so they went forward with that. That was decided. Somehow this week they managed to create a lasting peace between Israel and Iran, which doesn't when, often when happen. That- Oh, that it was so easy that you could wrap it up in a in an hour's episode, you know. But yes, there, they managed to do that, Lian. There was definitely some magic time travel this week too, Julie. In and out of Geneva in twelve to fifteen minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, Best visited a federal prison to see an old friend, so that was a lot. Yeah. Um, we had a charity run, and for some reason, the hus- the president of the United States kept going back to the hospital to visit Russell. I mean, how many times did he go to that hospital? Four times? Yeah, that, I thought he had a lot of free time for a man who was, was had a Middle East crisis, a presidential election that was on the brink, uh, and who knows what else, Leon. Uh, but he managed to just... To go back and forth to the hospital several times. And and did you notice that the hospital personnel, some of them did not even look up when the president and the secretary was They they were instructed to do that, Liam. I don't know. And it just—it seems like if the president strolled in, you'd, you'd put the phone down and at least look up. But no, one one nurse there at the at the desk—he just he just stayed the course, stayed on the phone. I thought, come on, dude, look up. It's the president. All right, so th- those are all the storylines. We're gonna break down random thought style. Uh, I have about ten of them, Julie. So we're gonna go through and we can discuss. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you're gonna have a heart attack, have it at the White House. You know. <laughs> I thought Russell got excellent care. Now, uh, now I did think this was uh, there was a, a lag. This was really a golden opportunity because, of course, Stevie is doing the compressions there. She yeah. is she is trying to revive Russell. But I thought the whole thing with CPR now is that you're supposed to do it to the disco song "Staying Alive." Did you know this? No, <laughs> no, Julie. Okay, look it up. CPR yeah. "Staying Alive." Because you're supposed to do like 100 beats a minute, which is the same as the disco beat. And so if you do CPR to the tune of staying alive, you are doing it properly. Okay. All right. So Russell, chief of staff, down on the ground. Uh, right. It made me think, do you think those EMTs, I guess they're just standing by at the White House all the time. I, I'm sure. If I was president, I would have some EMTs standing by. I mean, that must Would you? be a really boring job. Well, I mean, I mean, they are serving. They're serving the president and the president's staff. I mean, they are, you know, I, I think it was great. It was very authentic looking. I, in fact, I thought maybe they were real EMTs because uh, you seem to get a lot of detail and they seem to be better at doing uh, the defibrillator than many of other TV doctors and nurses <laughs> that I've seen. Don't you think? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here's another random thought. If this was a Disney Channel show, EMT Stevie would have decided right then and there to go to med school instead of law school. You know? Right. Okay. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I also did not understand why Stevie continued to visit Russell at the hospital. Was that what was that about? Yeah, that survivor guilt. 
I don't know. That was freakish that she was sitting there reading the patent book to Russell, who was barely conscious, you know, and he seemed like fine with it. Oh, I barely know you, but that's okay. You're sitting next to me in the hospital hospital room. So and then he forced her to do a debriefing, which was... <laughs> That was just uncomfortable to watch. I was scared. I was scared for Stevie. I know. I was like, Stevie, why are you doing this? You know it's going to be upsetting. It's, it's going to be upsetting for Russell to find out that, that, the, um, that the House of Representatives has moved up the presidential vote, which will ensure that Dalton is going to lose the vote. I mean, you shouldn't just tell him that. You know that. You must have watched some soap operas in your life, Stevie. <laughs> no, I would have just run out of the room. I didn't understand why she was still there. Just run out of the room. Just go find I mean, Things were happening with his heart monitor. Why wasn't there any medical personnel ru- rushing into that um, um, uh, hospital room? I didn't understand she that. She really earned that Harvard Law recommendation. I got to tell you, she really did. She earned it. Okay, another national, another random thought. That national security advisor, Helen, she looks exactly yeah. like our cousin Patty, doesn't she? <laughs> Leon, I've been trying to put my finger on it. Okay. Yes, because every time she comes in to tell, you know, that there's some missile is going off or something's exploded, I keep thinking like she's going to pass me the cranberry sauce because yeah. we'd see her cousin at Thanksgiving. Yeah. She just doesn't like, she, I always think like, who is that woman? What is she doing in the Oval Office? And why does she have all this bad news every time she comes in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the red hair, the glasses, even yeah. the, like the clothes she was wearing this week. It hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Patty Kirshner. Um, okay. All right. Another random thought. President Dalton appears to be the only person in the Oval Office completely without ego. I mean, I- they come in, they're like, oh, you have to. You know, you have to, the election's going to happen this week. We have X, Y, and Z, eight legal moves we could do to block this election. He's like, oh, whatever. I know. Or at one point he said, it is really best not to get the courts involved. I was like, really? Really? You're the only person in America that thinks that way. Everyone in America thinks the courts should be involved in every aspect of my life, right? So yes, he was. Uh, yes, he's he was trying to he's trying to be the big white knight, right, Liam? Yes, there was there be... was that whole metaphor running through, which I don't know. I it was it was lost on me after after Russell started yelling at Stevie in the hospital room. But um, <laughs> and in that same scene, this you know lawyer comes in from the from the campaign. And she presents some constitutional and legal issues. And I like Bess a lot. She's smart, but she's not a constitutional scholar or a lawyer. So having her weigh in on the election lawsuit, it seems sort of lame. Like, what would you do, Bess? I mean, does he have no well, friends? He has no other friends. He, has, he really has no other staff, you know? So he just is, all he has is that Oval Office, Leon. So, and, and our cousin Patty. Those are the two people... <laughs> That, that give him, give him advice. Okay. Cause Russell's down. Yeah. He's not, he's not around. No, so. uh, it just seemed weird. So they decide to not pursue any legal action, not stop the vote. They're going to vote. And even though like the whole world is caving in because Iran and Israel are ratcheting up their forces and, you know, one attack on the other and it's escalation, 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 kidnapping, you know, scrambling things, reactors and everything. Things are not looking good for President Dalton. And he just kind of shrugs and goes, well, whatever, let's move on. And speaking of that, guys coming out of a manhole, that is never a good sign. Like when those special forces... <laughs> 
Those Israeli special forces or the Iranian special forces. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, came out of that manhole in in what was supposed to be Israel. We know that because there were palm trees. Um, and, and kidnapped the minister of defense. That that was that's just not a good sign. So, again, I was also thinking, it's Israel. Wouldn't the minister of defense have some security? Doesn't, but but well, you know, that's how TV works. They had to. I know, I know, Liam. And uh, once again, that what what this show is incredible, Madam Secretary, because it does mere real events that even though these you know scripts right. are obviously written months before you know the the show actually airs i mean you know ripped from the headlines yesterday where you had an ambassador who had security and was assassinated so right. things do happen yeah okay good point julie good point all right uh, the one of the other storylines was henry and his brother facing off they've had some issues uh, they're coming to town to D.C. for a fun run, a charity run that Henry's put together to benefit veterans. And, okay, we get it. The McCord brothers are stubborn. Can we just move off the storyline? I, mean, what? I know, but I liked, I did like it when um, when Henry said, well, you know, maybe he, he should provide some advice to his brother, uh, brother, but he didn't want to come across as too big brotherly, you know? So my question to you as my youngest sister, Leanne, do I ever come across as too big sisterly to Every you? Every day, Jill, that's your job. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you never listen to me. No one does. No, we do. We don't listen immediately. We go back and we think, hmm, Julie was right. We should totally should have done that. No, you provided <laughs> a excellent counsel, Julie, always excellent counsel. So I'm sorry if sometimes we don't, uh, we don't heed it, but it's excellent counsel. But th that story, like we had uh, the, the, the daughter is joining the army and that actually was Tim Daly's real life daughter. Did you know that? Uh, I, I, I found out after the fact, I didn't know that, but I kind of liked that actress. And I thought, I thought obviously the rapport was quite good. And obviously you'd would have good rapport with your daughter. Yes. So that's, that's good. All right. Here's another random thought. Prison is cold. Who knew? I mean, we learned that, <laughs> we learned that this week. Because in the middle of this episode, with Bess beating herself up over, gosh, why is she the only one that didn't know Iran was a bad country? Why did everyone else know and she didn't know and she signed that dang deal? Uh, she goes to visit... Um, Treasonous, Juliet. Juliet, treasonous former CIA agent and former friend who's now locked up in federal prison because she tried to stage a coup in Iran to help Israel. I think that's the story. It's a complicated uh -huh. story. Uh, and they had a conversation about other things uh, all relating to Iran and Israel. But they also had a conversation that's very cold in prison. And I, I didn't know that, Julie. Did you know it's cold in prison? <laughs> <laughs> you apparently can burn more calories when it's cold, Land. So that was sort of like, I mean, it's where the show is sort of morphing into the show, the 24. Because I thought at any moment that maybe Bess was going to help Juliet bust out of the prison so that she could help be, be involved in the Iran-Israeli uh, uh, negotiations. But that didn't happen. So that's, You know what? That's a good point. Right. Other TV shows would have done that, like yeah. gotten her a special stay or something where she would be let out and then she'd escape. But no, Bess just went and visited her, got the intel, and left. Uh, but she was wearing a lot of coats, Bess, whereas uh, Juliet was not allowed to wear any coats. All right. And then somehow all of this information uh, helps them, you know, 
do some subterfuge. And the next thing you know, President Dalton and the president of Israel and the, or the foreign minister of Israel and the president of Iran are sort of signing a peace deal. They're all in one photo. It was framework, Liam. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just get the framework. Yeah. You could say that to your husband tomorrow night, like when you don't have, (laughs) when you haven't cooked dinner. Well, but I've established the framework for this meal. Well, apparently, <laughs> so you really haven't done anything, but they but they were taking credit for it. Yes, yeah. and taking photos. And I, I frankly wish we lived in a world where one great photo op could win a presidential election because that was it. Dalton doing this deal. Apparently, everyone in Madam Secretary's America pays attention to real news, studies the <laughs> issues deeply, cares about foreign relations, and then votes yeah. their conscience on that. And that would be a good world to live in, wouldn't it, Julie? It would, Liam. It would. <laughs> so, all right. Now, the random thought. Seriously, producers, nobody wants to see Russell cry. I mean, oh, no. I didn't want to see him cry. Did you? I, I, No, I didn't. But I did want to give him a special Emmy for just looking so pale in his hospital bed. I really thought, wow, he is incredibly pale. He looks like he's had a heart attack, you know. So they, they did a good job on that. Uh, so uh, I, I was impressed with that. Yes, he cries because he's watching uh, the election results. Now it's the vote has gone to Congress. And somehow, because of this one photo op, Dalton wins, even though minutes before he was not in the lead. And now he is. So it was a very understated way for that election to wrap up, I thought. I did, too. I thought for I, I, you know, I was going with your working theory that, in fact, Dalton was going to lose and Bess was going to stay on as secretary of state. But she would be wor- uh, working for Dalton's opponent. So but that didn't happen. So so uh, the election is over. Russell's on the men. There's peace in the Middle East. And uh, and the fun runs about to begin. And oh, well, maybe the election isn't over, Julie. Because uh, Evan shows up at the fun run and corners Bess, and he's threatening a lawsuit. He's he's going to go get those. He's going to get the courts involved. Yes, he's going to get those electoral votes from Ohio that he thinks he's entitled to, and that will negate the vote in the Congress. Uh, And um, and then one last final thought: just how many down coats did Bess have on in that last scene of the (laughs) jury? I mean. She had she can like, wear she can that she can wear a lot of down. She's so tiny and thin, Liam. You know, do not try that look at home. No, Liam. no. She had on a puffer vest and then a puffer jacket over yeah. the puffer vest. Right? She had yes. two. Yes, she did. She down a garments, yes. and she still looked great. I mean, and that that puffer jacket with the with the pocket and everything that was yeah. very nice looking. Very nice. That looking. was good. That, that was, was good, good Liam. So we assume all is right. Uh, there will be this, you know, challenge to the to the electoral votes in Ohio. But other than that, everything is looking good. And uh, we've wrapped up the, the midseason finale on Madam Secretary. Any more thoughts on the show, Julian, before we get to a couple of a couple of random thoughts yeah. that uh, the the pint of yogurt was was reappeared in this episode. Oh. again. yes, that Madam Secretary after uh, in the middle of negotiating this this new treaty or framework with uh, between Israel and Iran, she reaches she goes into the refrigerator. I couldn't I couldn't decipher whether she was taking Stevie's pint that had Stevie's name on it or whether she was taking another pint. But I want to recommend to Madam Secretary that she try cottage cheese because do you know, Leanne, yeah. that 
cottage cheese has more protein uh, than uh, Greek yogurt. So, and she might find it more satisfying at the end of the day to just have a couple spoonfuls of cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Any, anything else? <laughs> All right. In our binders full of bosses this week, the disc earrings that we so loved last week, they made a reappearance. I know it was yeah. a continuing storyline, but they seem to have a little sparkle in the middle. Last week, I, I know, thought they but... were just silver, but this week there was a sparkle. And I did reach out to the producers on Twitter to try to get some information about where the <laughs> disc earrings came from. I have not heard back. But, I know there's some interest. Uh, other people want to know about those disc earrings, Leanne, but they, they have your name all over them, Leanne. Those are, would look fantastic on you. They so. almost look like a Banana Republic item. So I may go to Banana Republic and see okay. if they're just there. And I feel like that would be a Christmas miracle if they were. Um, <laughs> all right. Daisy was wearing a lot of textures in that one scene. Was that- Boy, I love that. I yeah. thought it was a great look. Uh, it's sort of a black and white. And they were, yes, it was, it, that was really good because she, uh, she usually wears big showstopper um, uh, patterns and things, but the textures were really good. I um, love that the blue coat was back, Leanne. Yes, I really sure. want to get that blue coat because that is a that's a great look. And when you have a lot of neutrals, that pop of color is really outstanding. And then speaking of neutrals, um, Bess was really working that black turtleneck. Uh, there yeah. was a portion of the show where she was getting down and dirty and really having to work hard and her dress down look of the black turtleneck, black pants. Very, very satisfying. I thought this. Week. I think so. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice professional look. Yep. It so. is. <laughs> it is. Okay. Julie, anything else? Uh, I, think this I think that was it. I, you know, I think we should be optimistic uh, about about the you know future for President Dalton. Do you think Bess is going to move into some kind of vice presidential role, or or she's going to stay on as Secretary of State? No, allegedly there's this vice, this this independent vice president. You know that, yeah, okay. that we. But I see- didn't know if they were going to switch it once he got elected. You know, given that he is a third party independent candidate anyway, and they seem to be making it up as they go along. But I'm guessing uh, because the show is Madam Secretary that she's going to stay. Keep her, she's they're going to keep her. <laughs> yeah. On. yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll make her HUD. This HUD secretary. <laughs> I take on a. Yeah. I think you should be appointed HUD sec- secretary, Lynn. <laughs> I think you you would do a very fine job. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Um, once again, if you want to find out anything about us, SatelliteSisters.com is the place to be. You can also join. We have a Facebook group that you can join and a Facebook page that you can like. Um, we approve anyone, basically anyone in the Facebook group, if you have an actual photo next to you and you're not a bot. so But you do have to... Um, asked to join the group, but we'd be happy to do that. Over the holidays, there are going to be a lot of Satellite Sisters best ofs playing. Uh, If you're listening to podcasts while you're wrapping gifts or cooking or baking or cleaning the bathrooms, uh, which you do a lot of over the holidays. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot of cleaning. It is. It's a lot of work. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. But thank you for joining us for the first half of the season of Madam Secretary, and we will be back in January. Anything else, Jewel? That's it, Leanne. So happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Thanks, Julie. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.